Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. How do we make disciples of Jesus? How do we plan a church in a place like that? How are we going to reach the urban areas of our cities? How are we going to penetrate with the gospel of grace the lives of those people who are living in the brave areas in Belfast today, as I speak? How are we going to do this? Over the last year or so, I have been appointed to lead a church plant called the Living Room. And it's about connecting with people and sharing our lives with them. How are we going to do this? Let me tell you the bad news first, because there's always a good news that follows. I have come across over the last year and so, is this working? Can you do it from there? Yeah. I have come across three responses that I want to share with you. They're negative responses. The first one is that I have felt that we have somehow lost our confidence on the gospel. Seriously. We have kind of Forgotten that the gospel is the power of God for salvation. I have come across lovely people, Bible reading people. And uh, at first, I thought it was a compliment that everybody was saying to me, Oh, that is a hard job. That is a hard call. Oh, that is such a hard place. Oh, that is too hard. And that is impossible. You know what? When you listen to those comments again and again, you start to believe that. The fact is that it's not true. Of course it is a hard place. Jesus never said it was going to be easier. But the gospel that we have is powerful to defeat and break barriers. It is powerful. Don't you remember, Christians? Brothers and sisters, how the Lord came into your heart. We need to remember that we've been saved by grace alone because of His mercies. Secondly, there is a misunderstanding of what the gospel is. I was uh, in a church that's going to be, I'm not going to mention the church, but I was in a church. I finished preaching the, the, the sermon. And rarely I, I get somebody to compliment me. And uh, he said to me, oh, you are very cool. I thought, thanks. Um, my three-year-old girl thinks that, so I'm great. And uh, I like your style. And then he said, do you remind me of someone? I said, oh, really? That's great. Um, yeah, and he went on and on and on. And then he made this comment. The only disappointing thing is that he's a Republican. And this is a... Someone who, with a Bible in their hand, uh, said to me those words. I was sad. I'm still shocked about that. 
Because the gospel that I know, the gospel that we proclaim, it doesn't matter where you're from, isn't it? It doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter the accent you speak with. It doesn't really matter what tradition you come from. Isn't that the gospel powerful enough to win them? Isn't it? And thirdly, people have moved out of urban areas. Churches have moved out of urban areas. Over four decades ago, our presbytery, the North Belfast Presbytery, we had about seven churches walking distance from where my house is. Now there's one standing. And that is true of Methodists, Anglicans, and Baptists, and independent churches. Somehow, Christians have left the urban centers. There is then no wonder why we see so many rioting on the streets, violence on the streets. There is no men of peace and women of peace in that community. That is the bad news. Now, how do we plant a church? How is going to be the living room of all the church plants be effective in reaching out to urban areas? I want to say three things too about this. First of all, is that we need to be totally gospel-centered. The gospel at the heart of what we do and say. The gospel is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, says Paul in Romans chapter one. He is the power of God. Jesus is the good news for this world, for this kind of communities. The gospel is about Jesus Christ, God's promise, rescuer and ruler who lived our life, died our death and rose again in triumphant vindication as the firstborn of the new creation, bringing sinners together under his glorious and gracious reign. You see, I can stand here before you and can say, look, I, I come from many places. Actually, I'm Chilean, but I could be American. I lived in America for a year or so. We lived in Spain for two years, so I could be a Spaniard. Uh, actually, I could because uh, uh, as a Chilean, I could have applied for the uh, Spanish passport. But actually, I'm British. Don't you know that? I'm British. I look like British. I speak like British. I'm British. And I have to serve my allegiance to the queen in Madrid. You know what? I can be Irish. True, my wife's uh, uh, grandfather was born in Cork. Yeah, so I'm a mess. I don't know who I am. <laughs> One thing I do know, I am a follower of Christ. I am a Christian. You see, in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 to 22, Jesus, or Paul speaks about Jesus and about the gospel of peace that Christ broke down every single barrier that separates us, bringing together Jews and Gentiles together, creating a new humanity. 
a new creation, and that new creation is you and me. Christians, followers of the risen Christ. Brothers and sisters, you might speak a different accent than me. And actually, I can do the accent if I want to. But that's irrelevant. At the heart of the matter is that we are followers of Christ. And what defines you, defines me, is the cross. That is our identity. Not our traditions. It is Christ who died for you and who died for me. He shared his blood for you and for me to give us a new identity. And when you read on on that chapter, you will find that Christ is building a temple where his spirit dwells. And that is community. So secondly, we need to be gospel communities. We need to bring gospel communities to bear, to impact the urban areas. For a year or so, Jeremiah 29, verses 4 to 7, has been our gospel. And it's been, let me read to you, it says, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carry into the exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses, settle down, plant gardens, and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too might have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. We want to bless our communities. We want to bring peace in our community. And you know that peace is not the absence of war. Our peace has a name. It's Jesus Christ. He is our Prince of Peace. So we need to pray for peace. We need to pray to Jesus to bring his peace to bear upon us. I am when I first started, I didn't know what to do. We, may, we have made many mistakes. And one of the first things I did was to go into um, the Cliftonville Community Regeneration Forum, which is a community organization or an umbrella that covers many other organizations within the, commu within the Cliftonville community. I just knocked the door. I said, who is in charge? They looked at me. I said, uh, who are you? And I asked, who is in charge? Uh, and I said, look, um, I want to speak to the manager. Is he here? Yes, he is here. So they introduced me to the manager. She said, wait here. I waited. He came down. And I introduced myself. Uh, I am the Presbyterian chair minister for this area. I want to talk to you, I said. And we had the most wonderful conversation. At one point, he said to me, we don't like churches. So do I. No, that's not true. And I said, why? Well, he said to me, churches come and go, and we are left here to pick up the pieces. I said to him, we're not going to do that. We're going to come here and live among you. And he thought that was interesting. And then uh, after a long conversation, I said to him, you know what? We want to bless this community. We want to bring people to bless your community, my community, because I live here. 
That was almost a year and a half ago. Now I am one of the directors of the Cliftonburg Community Regeneration Forum. I know exactly what is happening in the area. The Lord has opened doors for us for ministry. They think that I hold a degree in sociology. I know the Bible, a little bit of it. I know God. I know he's powerful to overcome. We need to bless our communities. And thirdly, we need to become gospel with an intention, gospel intentionality. And that is the challenge for us right now. We have built the foundations. We have access to communities, to uh, community groups. We have access to the local school, which is uh, Cliftonville Primary Integrated School, where my kids go, where I am a governor, where we ran for the first time a parenting class last year. And we took seven moms and dads and their kids in an outing somewhere here. I am involved in the football club. The challenge is for, for, for us now is to become more intentional about the gospel. We have gained the respect and we believe that we can now talk freely about our Lord Jesus Christ, about the gospel, about the good news. Our challenge now is to see people becoming Christians. And, uh, and that's our vision. And that is our mission. In fact, if we can put the vision and mission statement there, that would be helpful altogether. Uh, that's our vision. Stories share, lives change. We want to share stories with people. And our mission is living to share the love of Jesus. It's living it out from Monday to Friday to Sunday and Saturday. Not just Sundays. It's a lifetime that we are called. We value the gospel, we value community, we value dignity, and we value stories. Can you put the last uh, slide? Have a look around. Well, have a look at the screen. <clears throat> Those are our friends. Those are our people. Some of them need to know about the gospel of grace. We feel that we are ready to share with them. And this is our number one challenge. That I want you to pray for this, seriously. We envision that we can launch next year a church. But now we need people called by God to come and serve with us. We need about 20 committed Christians to come and say, I want to lay my life down for Jesus Christ and serve these communities. Leave behind my traditions and serve a community with love, with mercy and grace. I'm willing to put a towel on my hands and come and wash their feet. That is our challenge. We need only 20 people, committed followers of Jesus, to come with us. We're going to offer training. We're going to offer um, involvement in the community. We can become the alternative Christian community in the Clifton Mill Road. Would that be exciting? Yes? Of course it would be. Would you imagine that place totally transformed? 
turned upside down because of Jesus? If he is capable of changing your life, is he not capable of changing their lives? Of course he is. Of course he is mighty. He is mighty to save. We're going to reach urban priority areas with the gospel of grace. But we need to be gospel-centered. We need to be gospel communities. We need to become gospel communities. And we need to have a gospel intentionality to reach out. God bless. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.